Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Wednesday with the Word. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, thanking you for joining me on on this evening. You know, as you leave Bible studies, as you leave the store, as you settle down for this evening's rest, I want you to be able to have the opportunity to hear the word as you continue through the rest of your work week. You know, we all face the challenges of this life. There is not one of us that are not challenged, whether we are without a job, whether we are without insurance, whether we do not make enough money, it does not matter what it is. We all face challenges. In facing those challenges, it is important to know where you stand. You've heard me say on this podcast before that accepting the Lord Jesus is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. And it is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life because it is a life giving decision. Accepting the Lord, which a lot of people will not do, but I still have to get it out there how important it is to accept the Lord as your personal savior, simply because he knows you. He has known you long before you knew yourself, and he has given you the opportunity to be in this world. To be in this world means someone had to place you here. Science will say things like a cell or matter things of a scientific standpoint, but in Jeremiah 1.5, the Lord God is telling Jeremiah then as he is telling us now, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. He knows us and he wants to have a relationship with us. It is so important that you understand the type of relationship that he wants with you. The type of relationship he wants with you is an everlasting relationship, one that overshadows time and space. It encapsulates itself in all eternity, meaning that there is no more time. There is no more space. There is just relationship that you have with him. That's the type of relationship he wants to have with you. And the opportunity is here now. We face so many challenges from the enemy that are doing such great things to try and distract us simply because he studies you. He knows your every move. He knows your 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 thought, not your thoughts. Forgive me for saying that, not your thoughts, but he knows how to entertain your thoughts. You know, it's just like watching a television commercial and you have no need for anything else to eat. You are you are full, you are rested, you're ready for bed, and a TV commercial comes on talking about, don't you think you really would want a bacon burger right now? You know you want it, so why not hop up, come on down, and get your bacon burger right now? It's only 99 cents at your local restaurant. All of a sudden, in your mind, you begin to think, Well, maybe I do want a bacon burger. It's not too late. I am hungry. Yeah, I mean, I ate a couple hours ago, but man, I sure am hungry right now. See, things of that nature are triggers. They are things that are thrown at you uh, to get you to forget about what you've just done 
and to get you to do something else that you hadn't planned on doing. And see, this is how the enemy studies you. This is what the enemy does to distract you. You had no intentions of doing the things that you did, but the enemy saw a way how he could get you to get distracted. The reason I say he studies you as opposed to the Lord knowing you is because over in Matthew four, when Jesus went into the wilderness just before he started his ministry, his earthly ministry, that is, he spent 40 days in the wilderness. And those 40 days, the enemy did not attack our savior. He did not come at him at one time. It wasn't until the enemy saw after 40 days that our savior was weak, that he was drained of energy, that he was hungry. He was tired because he was human. And the and the toll that it took on his body to endure 40 days without eating, without drinking, without uh, supplying his uh, nourishment in his body, it took a toll on him. And you know what the enemy did? He studied him the whole 40 days, which is why it was so easy for him to come and say, turn those stones into bread. Come and throw yourself off the cliff. Come and worship me. But what our Savior did, he set the example for those who would accept him as their Lord and Savior. He used the word against him. Now, we are not perfect. We all know that all has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all know this. And as I said on last Saturday, as a sinner, it is better or yes, no, it is better to be a repentant sinner than it is to be an habitual sinner. I'll say it just like that. It is better to be a repentant sinner because we know we're sinners. We know we can't clean up our own mess because we know we cause our own mess because we would rather sin than do the things that the Lord has asked us to do. And it's only two Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, and we can't even live up to that. We would much rather bash our neighbor, ignore our neighbor, cover our neighbor's belongings, uh, want the things that our neighbor has that we can't have, knowing that we can do the same thing that our neighbor has done in getting those things. We would rather talk about our neighbor. We would rather not have any type of communication with our neighbor, but you have to understand these are the things that we choose to do out of our sinness, out of our sin sickness. This is what we choose to do. And the enemy, because he has studied us so well, because he he knows how to trigger us. He does things that will bring that trigger to a full explosion. But Jesus used the word against him. He told him what the word says, and it was the word that chased him away. He did not entertain the devil. He did not entertain the, the thoughts and practices of the world. He used the word against him because it is the word that will make, that will set you free. And speaking of the word, let me tell you, it is one thing to read the word. It is one thing to recite the word to others. But what about when you live the word? What happens then? 
Let me tell you something. You become a powerful weapon in the hand of God when you live the word. And I'm not just talking about, you know, you know, you get up um, on some days and you you recite scripture to someone or you read the scripture on the side of the bed before you get out and, and head to work. Because if you get cut off, you're going to lose everything you just read. You know, um, I'm talking about living the word. I'm talking about 24 seven, seven days a week that you are the same person the night before as you are the next day. There is something powerful about an individual who lives the word. And we have the opportunity to live the word in our flesh. Doesn't mean that we'll be perfect because none was perfect but Christ. What it means is that we have the opportunity to live the word before all mankind. And it is so important. Just as Adam and Eve was studied, so will you be studied. You will be looked at. You will be spied on. You will be checked in on from time to time simply to see what it is that can be used to trip you up. Just like in Job, in the first part of Job, Satan wanted to tempt Job. He wanted to get to Job, but he told God that the reason he could not get to him to to tempt him or to um, uh, mess with him is because God put a hedge around him. You have to remember, Job was a righteous man. Job was, he was found without blame, but Job was still a sinner. And so the Lord removed the hedge from around him because Satan had studied him so well that he knew that there had to be some type of protection around him that he couldn't get to. And that's why he told God, he said, if you remove the hedge from around him, he'll curse you to your face. Well, you know what? Job live the word. Now, if you read the entire book of Job, as I have, you will know that even when you live the word, the stress level can mount upon you because we are still flesh. We are still human and we still have a level of tolerance that when we reach that 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 threshold, we can explode. And it's how we explode. But even though he got on the he got on God's last nerves and and the Lord God came down in a tornado to to speak with him job still m- met his pressure point living the word he was frustrated he was angry he was hurting he was human but he still lived the word even amongst his friends so therefore wednesday with the word family it is so important that you take the time not to just read the word, which is very important, not to recite the word to others, which is very important. But what is even more important is that you live the word, because when you live the word, this is what makes others say, what must I do to be saved? This is what makes others say, you're going through so much. And how is it that you can withstand all the things that you're going through simply because our focus is not on our problems? Our focus is on the Lord and he fights our battles for us. There is not a battle that we ever go in that we're in alone. Just ask Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. There is no battle that we face alone. 
Just look at, at Simon the Cyrene when he helped Jesus carry his cross up Golgotha's hill. Christ was in a battle. He was battling to carry that cross, was he not? But he had help. And that is a sign that we have help. That when we are carrying our cross and when we are following him and when it gets hard to carry, he's going to be right there with us to help us carry it. But we must live the word. We must not recite the word. We, 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 um, um, we must not read the word. We must live the word because in doing so, in reading the word, in reciting the word and in living the word, there is that relationship because of the word. You can read the word all day, but if what comes out of your mouth does not reflect the word that you just read, you've wasted your time. You can recite the word all day long, but if someone gets into your head by way of being studied by the devil through someone else, that you're being studied for knowing that 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 an individual has a way of getting in to you, then you've done it for nothing. But when you live the word, it does not matter what anyone says to you. It does not matter what anyone does to you. Living the word means just that you are living the word and that carries volumes. You become such a powerful weapon in the hands of the Lord. Wednesday with the word family. That's all I have for now. I want to thank you for an opportunity to uh, have this reignited. This was started earlier before and it was on again, off again, but now I think it's, it's, it's so important to get this going again and to remain consistent with getting this going again. You know, there is such a need in our world right now, and we must pray for our pastors, those who are laboring in the word to bring you the word of God using their own physical body as a shield to the warfare that's going on right now in this world. And we see it every day. We are bombarded with numbers. I don't know how real those numbers are. Uh, some will say they're real. They're real. I, I, you know, I, I took what they're offering and it's real. Trust me. It's real. We, we don't know the, the numbers. We are only being told what they want us to know. Well, through this podcast, through this platform, I'm not telling you what I want you to know. I'm telling you the opportunity that you have in knowing this for yourself, because it is so important Wednesday with the word family that you get this for yourself simply because it is better to know him before you meet him. So that way, no one will say, I never heard this word before. I never had the opportunity to hear this word before because that will not get you in. I've done that plenty of times when I was uh, forgot on the job, something I needed to do, uh, something that I knew I would get in trouble for. I would just flat out say, uh, I wasn't told. 
I, I didn't I didn't get the memo. I, I didn't hear about that. And it kind of smoothed things over. Well, this situation Wednesday with the word family, it will not smooth over. This right here is the do or die. This right here is the salvation and and or separation. And it is brought to you right now to go along in addition with what you've heard your pastor say. Remember, this is ministry in motion. You can take this word with you throughout the entire week. You can have this with you. You can store it in your library. You can share with friends. You can even uh, use this when you're in a, a group or a surrounding and, and, and or a Bible study group. You can play this during your Bible study group. It is that important that you understand the opportunities that we face right now. Things are wrapping up more rapidly than we want them to. And the time is now. So with that being said, Wednesday with the Word family, I thank you. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice. You can find me on the social media platforms. Pray for the, the podcast in itself, that the Lord will take this and use it how he sees it, uh, it should be used. Pray for the people who are involved because more and more people are coming aboard, um, uh, joining on board with the uh, traveling pulpit and also Wednesday with the word and it's growing. So continue to share with someone, a family member, friend, someone you need to know that needs the word, continue to share with them. And, and again, let someone know about the goodness of the Lord and what he's doing for you in your life. For Wednesday with the Word, I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice. Look for the message to come across on Saturday with the traveling pulpit, and have a good rest of the week. God bless and talk to you soon.